Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Ardella Training Podcast, the strength training podcast specifically designed for the strength enthusiast and high performer. And that would be you, my friend. I'm your host, Scott Ardella, and this is episode number 252. Thank you so much for joining me this week. So we're going to get right into the episode, and we're going to discuss two topics that I'm very passionate about. The two topics are muscle building and strength training. The question is, are they the same thing, or what are the differences between these two styles of training? And I think by the end of this episode, you'll understand the two distinctions between training for strength and training for muscular hypertrophy. First of all, I want to thank Ian, one of the longtime listeners to the podcast, for sending me this question. And I think this is something that gets confused quite often, to tell you the truth. And uh, so, Ian, thank you so much uh, for sending me the question. I know that we've had some communications over the last week or so, and I hope that this episode helps you and helps others to understand the differences between training for hypertrophy and programming for true strength. And this also perfectly follows up with what I discussed last week when I talked about strength training over the age of 40. And one of the key things about training over the age of 40 was training also for hypertrophy. So let's get into this. So what is different? Well, there are many variables that can be manipulated for the purpose of maximizing strength or maximizing hypertrophy. And uh, I can tell you that when I trained as a bodybuilder many years ago, I was training for aesthetic reasons, for muscular hypertrophy, to compete in bodybuilding. And I wasn't training to be as strong as possible. And so the, the way that I started training about a decade ago was very different from how I trained uh, earlier in my training career as a bodybuilder. And if you'd actually like to read an article that I wrote some time ago on how I trained as a bodybuilder, I would recommend checking out an article called Confessions from a Recovering Bodybuilder. And this article can be found on strongfirst.com. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And that talks about the specific approach uh, that I used when I trained as a bodybuilder and what I did at the peak state of my bodybuilding uh, training. And just to give you a picture of what that looked like, at one point, I actually trained for four hours a day. That's right, four hours a day. And uh, I was a college student, and I was helping a buddy of mine train for a national bodybuilding competition. And uh, we were training pretty aggressively for some period of time. And uh, obviously, I had the time to train you know, at that time, I had the time to train four hours a day, which is insane. I would never do that uh, today, and I certainly would not have the time to do that today. But uh, it was very volume-driven, the way that we trained back then. Pretty crazy when I think about it. And the way that I'm training today, actually right now, I am doing a muscle-building program. I'm doing a hypertrophy program and I'll be sharing the details about what I'm doing with my subscribers very soon. And if you'd like to know about the, the amazing program and what I'm doing, uh, please be sure to join our community at ardellatraining.com forward slash 
join and I'll be sharing some details about what I'm doing right now and and why I'm doing it. But it really ties into what I talked about last week, uh, the importance of doing hypertrophy training phases. So let me just say this as we get into this, uh, we're going to talk about some of the variables, not all of the variables, but uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the more important variables in muscle building compared to strength training. And of course, it's important to realize that you will have both muscle building and strength improvement benefits that occur together with any form of resistance exercise. But what's important to know is the extent of hypertrophy or strength will be different depending on the manipulation of training variables. And that's what we'll spend a little bit of time uh, talking about here today. So when you focus on maximizing hypertrophy, the strength level won't be as great because you're not training for true strength. And on the other hand, when you're training for maximum strength, the hypertrophy benefits won't be as great as well. So there's kind of an inverse relationship between hypertrophy and strength. You can't lift maximum weight when you're training at a higher volume. And that's what we're going to talk about Uh, here today. Now, please be sure to see the blog post for this episode. I put together a simple uh, visual illustration of what I mean here, and I broke this down very simply for you uh, to see uh, kind of of what I mean here as I'm talking about uh, strength versus hypertrophy and the focus on either one here. So, The training variables, again, will be different. So let's start with talking about volume because this has been noted to be one of the uh, primary drivers, if not the primary driver, for uh, maximizing hypertrophy. Uh, And there are different definitions for training volume as well. But the easiest way to track volume is simply looking at the number of sets or sets times reps. Uh, The rep schemes certainly matter as well as the number of sets you do when you're doing hypertrophy-based programs. This is, again, uh, the most common way that we track training volume. And volume is so important that hypertrophy researcher, Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, who I actually mentioned last week in last week's episode, he has stated in a brand new paper the following um, quote about hypertrophy. And here's the quote, there is compelling evidence that resistance training volume is a primary driver of hypertrophy with higher volumes showing greater increases in muscle growth. Now this comes from the August 2018 Strength and Conditioning Journal. So this is literally hot off the press and it's a great paper by the way. Uh, So let's talk about training volume. So what's important to know here is uh, the volume is typically lower for strength development and higher for muscle building. This is pretty widely established in looking at the the literature and looking at uh, effective uh, programs. Uh, Again, more sets, more volume, more reps for muscle building and, uh, and lower for the purpose of strength development. When you look at rep ranges, for example, for hypertrophy, it's typically understood that reps of 6 to 12 or even greater are used in developing hypertrophy. Rep ranges for strength development are in the rep range of 1 to 5. So the lower reps 
are done to maximize strength. And especially if we're talking about uh, improving the quality of maximal strength. So think higher volume at submax loads, which, by the way, also improves work capacity and or strength endurance. Uh, and this compares to lower volume at maximal loads or near max intensities, which improves maximal strength. Now, this ties right into the next variable that I want to talk about, and that is intensity. I've just talked about that really, but higher intensities or higher loads, uh, heavier weights are used to develop strength. So if you want to get stronger, lift heavy weights, very simple. And submax loads, basically in the ranges of 65 to 85% are typically used for hypertrophy training. Again, you're lifting lower loads at higher rep ranges. And you're doing this to stimulate the uh, changes to the muscle tissue, the, the mechanisms that promote muscle growth. All right. So it should make sense. So high loads, higher intensities to get stronger, submax loads to promote muscular growth. Very simple. I do want to talk about targeting, which is another uh, variable or isolation exercise, because this is something that I will uh, typically integrate in a hypertrophy training phase. Now, what's important to understand is that you can't isolate a muscle, even though when you hear the term isolation exercises, you can't isolate a specific muscle. You can target a muscle, but you really can't isolate a muscle. But exercise selection does matter when it comes to hypertrophy training or uh, specifically with bodybuilding approaches because it's a much more targeted approach. Uh, bodybuilders are working to uh, build bigger biceps, to build bigger triceps. They are targeting calves and forearms. So they are you know, really targeting muscle groups much more than a maximum strength development program. So if you're working to get stronger, you basically are doing things like deadlifts and squats and presses, the fundamental uh, big movements, the multi-joint movements. That's how you build more strength. And muscle building is really a combination of single joint and multi-joint exercises, uh, targeted exercises, And uh, so just want to make that distinction there about uh, targeting or isolation exercises. But with a hypertrophy uh, program, uh, I will certainly do some more targeted exercises. When I'm doing a strength development program, I am typically not doing uh, bicep curls or tricep extensions and things like that. Although they certainly can be used as accessory Uh, exercises. Let's talk about fatigue now because this is something I wanted to point out as well. There is a difference between muscular fatigue and central nervous system fatigue. And uh, training to failure is something that comes up a lot. And I think that this can be misunderstood as well. And uh, training to muscular failure can be effective as a short-term strategy, very short-term strategy to stimulate hypertrophy. On the other hand, training to failure, and especially what I'm talking about here is nervous system fatigue or failure, would not be done in a strength development program. 
when you're training for strength, let's take the deadlift as an example, you wouldn't train uh, to uh, maximum repetitions with the deadlift because it's so fatiguing on the nervous system. Okay, so if you compare that to something like a bicep curl where you're training to uh, higher end uh, rep ranges, that would be something that would be fatiguing the muscle, but not necessarily your nervous system with a big body lift like the deadlift. So you would not want to go to failure in the deadlift, but to do it on a small targeted exercise like like biceps training uh, could be something that could be used uh, for a short period of time. Uh, the caution would be not to use that strategy uh, over the long period of time due to the rate of burnout and potential injury by using something like training to failure. So there, there are differences here in, in fatigue when we're talking about muscular fatigue versus CNS or central nervous system fatigue, which is not advisable at all for strength training, which really should be non-fatiguing. And uh, again, there are a lot of variables that I could talk about that I'm not going to get into today, but there is a really good paper that I have referred to very often, again coming from Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, and that paper is called The Mechanisms of Muscle Hypertrophy and Their Applications to Resistance Training. And this is a, a great paper. Uh, it was put out in 2010, and it really uh, does a, a wonderful job of explaining not only the mechanisms of hypertrophy, but the, the variables uh, that are most effective for hypertrophy. So uh, I will try to find a link to that and uh, put that in the show notes as well. But the last thing I wanted to talk about here was really aging and uh, really, again, tie this into what I talked about last week because I talked about strength training over the age of 40 and why hypertrophy is important for uh, us as we get older because it is reported that uh, a third of muscle mass is lost after your 40s. And we know that muscle tissue starts to diminish significantly in the aging body, and that's why it makes sense to include some specific muscle-building phases into your training because we want to stimulate muscle growth uh, different from a general strength program. Okay, if we're doing a strength program and we're using the variables, the, the reps and sets on the lower end, it's going to be important to uh, change things and do some hypertrophy uh, training uh, into the uh, the 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 annual cycle, let's say. And so if we look at a strength athlete, for example, they will typically use a hypertrophy phase prior to a strength phase, and then they will lead into a peaking phase if they're going into a competition, for example. Why do they do this? Well, because larger muscles produce more force. So you do the strength, I'm sorry, you do the hypertrophy prior to the strength phase to, to build a bigger muscle. Okay, to 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 generate more force, to become stronger, and uh, you know that is an example of how a strength athlete 
might use a hypertrophy phase. Well, what about for a recreational exercise or what about for the everyday exerciser out there? Well, it certainly depends on the training goal, but a hypertrophy phase is certainly appropriate at some point in the training cycle to stimulate more muscle growth. Again, as I mentioned, especially as you consider that muscle is lost each year as we get older. As a matter of fact, I've read that a rate of 1% per year after the age of 50 is the rate of muscle tissue loss. And so we want to do everything, as I mentioned last week, we want to do everything we can to fight for our strength and lean, quality, dense, functional muscle tissue as we get older. So it's very simple. So back to the question, where do we use a hypertrophy phase for the recreational exerciser? Well, it may look something like this, where you do a general strength phase, and then you then transition into a hypertrophy or muscle building phase, and then maybe even a fat loss phase after that. That is a common approach that I have seen by Again, recreational exercisers by people that just want to get fit, get in in good shape. This might be a good approach, strategy, and plan there as well. Again, it depends on the goals and uh, it depends on other factors as well. But to, uh, to pull this together, I just wanted to summarize that muscle building and strength training uh, do occur simultaneously with resistance exercise, of course. But a focused approach is different for either one, and this is dependent on the goal. And to maximize muscle, a general rule is to use higher volume, submax intensities, and to maximize strength, it's lower volume and near max intensities there, or higher loads. Volume is one key driver, but there are certainly many other variables to optimize individual muscle building approaches. And this really goes to the art and science of program design to maximize either muscle building or strength development. So I hope that this is helpful. I hope that it helped to clear up some things and maybe just uh, solidify your knowledge on strength and muscle building as well. So with that, that is a wrap for this week's uh, show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Please let me know if you have any questions about this or if you have any questions at all. Thanks so much again to Ian for uh, putting out this question to me because I completely changed the topic of what I was going to talk about this week. I had something uh, completely different to talk about that I was going to address, but uh, I decided to to change it and talk about this for a couple of reasons, and uh, I hope that you found it to be valuable. As a reminder, if you're not part of the Ardella Training community, uh, please uh, join our email subscriber list at ardellatraining.com and I hope to see you there and uh, that's a wrap guys so with that I will sign off and I'll see you again next week take care